0: Hello I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to a very scary episode of Film Busters. In the summertime. In the longest days of the year
1: we are watching horror films. It's not the right time to be watching horror films really is it? When the sun is blazing. Uh,
0: it's, it's actually the perfect time because then you only get scared because it's, it's daytime.
1: <laughs> you know that's true. When we watched it the other night Jenny said oh it's a shame that like, it's so bright out and it kind of was. Because we were like watching it at like half eight, nine o'clock and it was still fucking bright.
2: See, I I don't like that whole horror thing, or you have to watch a horror film at night. Um, I don't really care about that.
1: It helps with the atmosphere, that's all. It helps the atmosphere a bit. It's definitely a bit. It does help the
2: atmosphere, but yeah, it does help it a bit. But also, it's more the mood. If you're in the mood to watch one, watch it. It doesn't matter what it's like outside.
0: What if you're in the mood for dancing? Romancing. Let's roll that theme tune. Right guys, today we are talking about The Exorcist 3. Yes, The Exorcist 3. Not one or two, but number three. Are you guys excited to talk about this?
2: I mean, I didn't know it existed until Ben mentioned it the other day.
1: And now you can't erase it from your mind. We'll find out what you thought about it. I can't wait to see, or hear rather, what you boys thought about Exorcist 3.
0: You have been very excited.
1: Otherwise known as Legion. I'm not going to give away exactly how I feel, because neither of you know. I hid hit my score on Letterboxd before I announced that we'd be doing this film so you'd intentionally... Oh, you obviously love ones.
2: it. You obviously you obviously love this film. I reckon you love
0: it and you like it more than the first one.
1: What do you think I'd give it? Go on, as a guess, what do you think I'd give it? Nine. Um, what
0: do you think, Paul? I'd say an eight or a nine. I'll go with an eight and Adam can have the nine. Okay. I just hope this isn't the quiz question. Right.
1: <laughs> well, that's, a, that's the first quiz question of the day. <laughs> not really we'll talk about that in a bit shall we go straight into the quiz yeah come let's do it with no fucking around because it's too hot at the moment to fuck around innit we just need to get too hot. right to the juice have you got your window open Adam
2: my window is shut and I've got my curtains shut to keep the sun out so it's not getting too me hot too. does that sun keep trying to peek in Is that
0: let me in yeah,
2: yeah. I had a, I had to sit in the garden earlier and read my book for a bit but yes it's about Aww. 32 degrees listeners today um, you might not be the same temperature when you're listening to this, it's probably going to be raining by then.
0: Did you know when you going look get... out the window? Yes. Has the sun got its hat on?
2: It has. And he's going hip, 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 hip great. Oh, good. It's That's... what they call in the industry, the definition of the weather today is hot as balls.
1: Oh, lovely. Enough of that bullshit now. We're going to go straight into the quiz. So remind me what the scores are, Paul. The scores are...
2: It's 12-11-11, isn't it?
1: You're right. So Ben is in the lead with 12, and Paul and Adam are on 11-11. I've already given both of these boys warning that the two questions I'm about to ask today are probably the easiest questions I've asked all year. If you know the answer, however of they could Of course! Be, yes, of course, <laughs> I know, but, but, but I mean, like, if you don't know the answer, these are the two best questions I've ever asked, because they have the two best answers. But if you okay. do know the answer, it's a bit like,
2: well, that's obvious. See, I, this is the thing. I don't. I'm not very good on the whole horror genre. Like you two are. And, like, well, this isn't.
0: So we'll the first.
1: The first question has nothing to do with horror. Are you ready for the question? Yes. Which Hollywood superstar makes one of his earliest on-screen appearances as Samuel the Jackson? You got it.
2: You got <laughs> it. Fox. Is it actually Samuel Jackson as well?
0: Yes, yeah, Samuel Jackson. I saw him Jackson. pop
1: past the
2: screen, and I was like, "That's Samuel Jackson, man." But I was like, "This is." probably before goodfellas because he was in goodfellas as well wasn't he around this time
1: yeah but after it's after do the right thing funnily enough oh. is it yeah and they also okay. they they it's not his voice in the film they for god knows what reason they dubbed his voiceover. yeah the living are dead highly dis- the living are dead yeah that's it that's what he said he, he paused on his research because he clearly <laughs> he clearly thought i was going to ask that question
0: i was like let me make sure it's samuel jackson Because I was like pretty sure And I was like But what does he even say I can't remember what he said And I researched When you were watching this Did you Like when you saw him Were you like Oh that's Samuel L. Jackson
1: Or did you just realise it in the credits
0: Well I'm sure we're going to speak about this But that scene is so surreal Alright we'll talk about it We'll talk about it later Yeah Yeah, go on Alright
1: so Paul is up to 12 Adam you have to get this To make it all level Otherwise one of us Is going to peel away Are you ready Yes Yes. Adam you're going to struggle on this one Given what you just said Brad the Riff, who plays the Gemini Killer, is best known for playing which iconic horror character? Chucky. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Never never have got that.
2: How could you never have
1: got that? There is a point in the film where he says Child's play detective and it cuts to a little ginger boy in a wheelchair. Plus the voice sounds exactly like Chucky, which we went to the cinema and saw together not six months, nine months ago. Yeah,
2: I know, I was really put the two together.
1: You are hugely unobservant and inarticulate. Too much
2: saliva in your mouth when you (laughs) said (laughs)
1: There was a lot there. Adam got me foaming. (laughs) Look at that. Did you not know that, Adam? That he's chucking? No, I didn't.
2: No.
0: (laughs) Glowing raspberries out here.
1: That means that Paul has flipped the fucking table and is in the lead.
0: Look at that. It's the first all those
1: bullshit time.
2: points you started giving this kid. Oh, here we go. Back.
1: You, mate, you have failed consistently the last four. You had such a good start to the year. The last four quiz rounds, I don't think you've scored a point.
2: This happens well, every year. Well, I'm, I'm not going to bring it up,
1: but you did rob Katie.
0: Listen. But you did. You just brought it up. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I know. You forced me to bring it up. <laughs> that's appalling but you see if you didn't know the answer to that see that's a good question adam isn't it now you know that's chucky oh, i would have got the
2: first one
1: well what were you waiting for when i said which hollywood star makes one of his first on-screen appearances what did you think that was going to end up saying you said which
2: one of these hollywood stars and paul jumped in i didn't say which one of these i said which hollywood, which hollywood star? whatever you didn't finish the question i was still going to wait
0: I could have got it wrong. I just thought, let me just throw my answer out now before Adam does.
1: Well, you did very well. You got it.
0: Thank you. You did.
1: Paul's reigning supreme. Is Woof. it the first time this year? <laughs> did
2: you just have a sneeze?
1: No, I had an indigestion was coming up my throat. <laughs> <laughs> a, golf ball. a golf ball was you coming just up. You just had a sneeze,
2: Ben, and I said, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Go take a gabber's call, and let's get, the, let's get into the rest of the quiz. Oh.
1: That's fun. That was fun that was great I think that's funny very funny yeah alright let's go to the did main event you see event.
2: Samuel Jackson pop up and you were like that's a the question
1: there yeah but I, But see that's why I thought maybe it's too easy because it's like you clock him if you clock him it's like well, obviously that's Samuel Jackson
0: did, did you see did you see him Adam and go that's Samuel Jackson yeah I did I was okay. like oh shit that's Samuel Jackson okay
1: were
2: you baffled at that? the fact that that was all he was in the movie to do no because it's still very early in his career isn't it Yes Because when you think about it Like he's in Goodfellas So what is he Like 10 minutes in Goodfellas Isn't
1: he He's barely in Goodfellas If 10 minutes He's overdosed Doesn't he, he?
2: he, he
1: Nah no, Tommy he shoots doesn't. him In the back of the head Yeah And he bounces out. onto the mattress
2: I swear Oh he's dead in there I only remember He's dead in that room They or shoot came him in the, shoot him in the back of the head Yeah It's so weird That he did like Do the right thing And then those two films came afterwards and he had like such but a Samuel
1: L. Jackson makes some weird choices. I was watching this Steve Eskemi film the other day, Tree's Lounge, which was a not a very good film anyway, but like Samuel Jackson just appears halfway through in the bar and he's like, "Hey, I used to know this barman." And he talks to the barman for like 2 minutes and then he's not in it again. It's like, why is he even in this? Why is Samuel well, Jackson what year doing was that? It? I think like 95, 96. Maybe he's still just trying to get bits, I don't know. It's a strange bit. Anyway, remind me tomorrow to tell you something let's go just tell us now
0: No, no. remind, remind me, uh, you tomorrow to tell us something
1: alright I actually got confused because as I was saying let's move on a notification on my Mac popped up and said do you want to do a system update and I hit remind me tomorrow but I said it out loud at the same time <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's what that happened <laughs> oh. uh, you gotta leave that bit in
0: right shall we go on to the main event I can't wait I can't wait Let's do this. The main event. Here is our future topic. Plus Adam might do a rubbish plot summary.
2: He's fucking serious.
0: Right, guys. Today we are talking about The Exorcist Three. This is a spoiler episode. We will be talking spoilers immediately. No hanging about. But first of all, Adam has to do a plot summary.
2: Yes. So this is The Exorcist 3, but it's probably more should be like The Exorcist 2 because it's more of a direct follow on from the first one. I've never seen the second one, but that's what I've been told. Um, yeah, so it's about another killer. He's back, even though, it was it like 15, 20 years after the first film? Something like that. And yeah, the killer's back, the Gemini killer, and he's trying to work it out, but this time he's got like a different body because he's younger.
1: I love how how you've just misunderstood the concept of the film there Yeah, I think I did, I was waffling
2: (laughs) I was waffling and then I realised The Gemini Kid has only
0: just come into this film Yes,
2: he's a newbie Yes Oh, they kept kept talking like he's I remember the Gemini Kid, that shit Saying cut people's fingers off
0: Yes. This is why this is why Adam does the shit plot summaries. Great. Exactly,
2: and
1: you did a, <laughs> a mighty fine shit one there. That's the best shit one you've done for a while. No, I've been all right recently as well. No, it's
0: shit this time. People, now. people must be like, did I watch the same film? <laughs> yeah, oh, did shit. I watch the same film? The Gemini film Killer this?
1: was doing all that in the first film. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Chucky in so the first wrongly, film. I, don't, as I don't remember.
2: I don't remember the first film too well. It's just, just an, an exorcism baby, in the first kid, one. Yes. Yeah, it's like the thing at the end. That's what you need to watch.
1: All right, who who should go first? Oh, actually, I get to pick, don't I? Because it's my thing. Well, I'm not going to. I'm going to go to you first, Paul.
0: Okay. All right. So, uh, I must have watched this film like over 10 years ago as part of like an ex- exorcist marathon I was doing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say as part of an exorcism I was a part of. <laughs> <laughs> just for just the research. Yeah. And uh, as far as I can remember, every sequel other than the first exorcist was horrendous. That is my memory of all of them, and I still hold that opinion about them all. Apart from this one now. I knew I bit because my because <laughs> What an absolute pleasure it was to return to this film after such a low expectation. Right? I mean, who knows what I was thinking the first time I watched it? I can only imagine it's the the the, Her- the heretic sequel dampened my enjoyment of anything yes. after it because I remember that being shit. But um. The film's absolutely fantastic, and the dialogue is brilliant. It's it's legitimately terrifying in places, and having um, George C. Scott as as your like cynical protagonist is brilliant too, and he's amazing in this. Yes. Really good, and um, the film is totally fascinating. The subtext is like rife with mystery, and I only left the film wanting to know more. And Reading into the backstory of this film, I can see how it could have been like maybe a little bit like better and greater than what it was. But it's an eight out of ten. I really enjoyed it.
1: Well, look, look at that. Do you think there's a chance that you may have given it higher than than I have actually?
0: Um, no.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you right now because we're going to come to Adam Go on then. Last. Go on. So okay. I used to about ten years ago. This film was on fairly constant rotation for me. It was like my go-to Exorcist film because I loved George C. Scott at the time. Mm. And the scenes between George C. Scott and Brad the Riff, which upon rewatch, don't amount to a hell of a lot of runtime, but they are always what stuck out for me most of all, particularly Brad the Riff's performance. Mm. And I just I loved the whole film. Like you said, Paul, there is this this really unnerving, terrifying mystery throughout the whole fucking film. But, watching it 10 years later, in my 30's now, not in my 20's, by the time we got to the end credits, I did have to say, 24 year old Ben knew his fucking shit, because this is one banger of a film, baby. (laughs) This is a 9 out of 10, this is the, the best Exorcist film that there is. The first Exorcist is wonderful. But this is the kind of film that I want to see. It is tighter, it is scarier. There are better performances. It's leaner, and the whole fucking thing works well as a horror film standalone. It didn't even need to be an exorcism film, as as you know, and we'll talk about it because of the whole backstory and and what uh, what William Peter Blatty had to do. He had to like jimmy in an exorcism at the end to make it part of the exorcism franchise this could have been a total amazing standalone horror film as it is he had to compromise but i fucking love it for all for all its little flaws and all the little bits of interference that happen behind the scenes i loved this film so it stands as a nine and now i feel has like it, there has might has it be always a been a nine yeah 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 it was a nine okay, beforehand right. yeah so i didn't upgrade or downgrade it, okay. was, it was a nine but now i think there may be a dissenting voice as we switch to adam
2: Okay, um. so I've enjoyed, I, I enjoyed the first Exorcism, I didn't think it was amazing, like, it's okay what it is, It's but the the Exorcist, the first one, is mainly just a bit at the end, like, the rest of the film, I could take it or leave it, that one was quite, it's what it is, I think it comes with a reputation, doesn't it, of being a film that got banned and all of that, because of its religion, religious connotations and stuff, um, again, I watched the first one, Pfft. Probably I don't know right now about two three years ago. I don't remember an awful lot about it. As you probably guessed from my plot summary, um, so going to this one, Ben said, "Don't need to worry about the first say uh, first or second one. You can watch it as a standalone." And I was like, oh, "Okay, see how it goes." And I, you definitely get that. It's got it's got a lot of Hannibal feels feels for me as well with him all kind of locked up and just kind of gets that same little buzz of it. Um, however, by the end of the film, I was enjoying it, but. That was it. I enjoyed it, and I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Seven. I
1: could feel. I could yeah, feel I your so. energy going that. I way I just
2: feel. Exit. Then, like these type of horror films just aren't for me. I don't think. Like I enjoyed watching them, but that's it. They don't want to rush watching back, watching more and more of them.
1: Listeners, this before we started recording, also Adam revealed to us that he just watched Blair Witch Project for the first time. He also gave that a seven.
0: Yes. Horrendous one
1: um,
2: and Ben also yes. Paul gave her an eight, so yeah. it's eight's good,
1: eight, nine and ten are all scores to be proud of. They're the films you bank and you take home with you.
2: Adam's I not agree. banking
1: Exorcist three. Me and Paul are banking it. It's going in the vault with us. Yes. Anything above <laughs> an eight
2: you take you going I would I I would however probably rewatch this film, but I don't need to watch more in this whole series and
1: all right, let's get into it. What, in terms of a horror film for you, then, Adam? Like ten out of ten horror films, what what should they
2: consist of, and what did this lack? I don't know. There's something else that needs to come in a ten out of ten horror film for me. Like I'd say, I don't know if I've got any ten out. Of, like I think the closest thing to a ten out of ten horror film I've got is the Thing. I just feel and, and the Shining. They're kind of. I don't even give the Shining ten. I can give it a nine, but they're just ever elements to those films that you I can take back nine you can take him on a different level but again horror it just horror isn't my genre and I get why people love horror films but they're just not for me like I want to watch the really good ones but other than that I'm not going to delve and watch Nightmare on L Street six, ten times <laughs> kind of person hey neither would I man I love the great ones like The Shining's a great one a Thing Halloween like all these top horror films that like, are your staple like sight of the lambs, all that kind of stuff. Don't but you I feel like they've got to have more of a thriller element? I don't know. Well, I was going to say, don't you feel like this, that this film
1: kind of has more it leans uh, yes, there's jump scares at times, but it leans more towards a thriller than a horror film. yeah and I the agree. horror moments are Jimmy
2: Din. The best moments for me was when he was in the cell with him. And they were talking, and he's like tied up, and he's just talking to him, and you can kind of see the the voice coming out, and all of that. Like you can see the the evil inside of him. Appear. I think
1: that is like fucking. One that's of, what interested me. That's like, yeah. I wish
2: if there had been more of that, this film would be a ten. If there exactly been more for of me it
1: exchanges because that's,
2: that's when I was engaging with the film. When it wasn't that. It was almost like a crime film and I just kind of... I've kind of started to like get a bit bored of it. I wanted to see more of that. When that wasn't happening, because it was so good, it let the rest of the film feel a bit more flat.
0: Well, that was like right near the end. I know. I, I was fascinated by the the actual Gemini killings. Yes. I yes. thought it was fascinating. It's almost like... it's—it's it's, As you say, it's leaning to thr- a thriller. It's almost like you're watching like Seven or something Yeah, like exactly. That. And like, almost like a
1: Mindhunter type episode. Yeah
0: definitely it's
1: great right when he reveals when he reveals the fact that you like because you see him checking the hands of all the bodies and you don't really know why he's doing it and it takes him like an hour into the film to tell the <laughs> story of how the Gemini killer took that the ring fi- the index finger off the right hand and put the branding on the front rather than the back and all of that
0: stuff that's when you yeah. realize oh shit what the fuck absolutely i could, when when i was watching the film at the beginning i was like why do you keep, like, just looking under different parts of the sheet and not looking at the whole body? Yeah, yeah. And I actually only... Just see, you saying that now, I've clocked why he was doing that now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it did feel like an episode of Hammett Cannibal. That's what it felt a bit like. You say that like that's a bad thing. No, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Mm. They're just like a film version of it.
1: The key thing about this film that, that became messy was the fact that... Because, Adam, do you know that the guy who wrote and directed this... Was the writer of the Exorcist novel, so he wrote the Exorcist novel. Then his film got made, and then he made another. He wrote another book called Legion, which wasn't. It had the character of, of Kinderman in it, the detective character, but it wasn't really connected to the Exorcist. And when it got options, they were like, "You need to have an exorcism in there." So he had to force in that whole character of the priest coming and doing that exorcism at the end. And I think those are the. So that's where it went a bit weird. Down. I know because it could have gone. It could have gone down a different route, and I think I might prefer that prefer that route. But that route, I kind of, I'm f- kind of fine with it because for the most part, it does go down that route. It kind of went from serial killer to just he man's possessed. Nah, he was always possessed, though. That's the thing. He he was that priest. That was always the body of the priest that died at the end of exorcist by jumping down the stairs. So that is his that priest's body and the serial killer. Who was in the electric chair at the same time? Got transported by the demons into that priest's body, so he could inhibit the body. And then it took him fifteen years to get his synapses firing up again to be able to communicate through him.
0: Hmm. Apparently, there was um, some deleted seeds as well where uh, they were just they were about to bury him or something. He woke up. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't know if they were burying him or was on like the, the autopsy table or something like that.
1: See, unnecessary that bit.
0: Yeah, it should be. All in, it should be in the subtext.
1: <laughs> yeah, it should be in the
0: subtext. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, I've, the fascinating thing about this film is also the, like the dream, like that just adds so much to this film. It's just like, and also the fact that Samuel Jackson's in it adds so much to the film. It almost makes it even more surreal <laughs> that Samuel Jackson's in that scene now. Like, obviously you have like Larry King's in there, and that and that model Fabio. But it's like now. When it you was see that Jackson? model, isn't it? It was that yeah. fucking model. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's a model. I was trying to put my finger on it. I knew that I'd seen that cunt somewhere. Yeah,
0: he's the and one then... who got
1: a face full of dove on a roller coaster once. Really? Yeah, there's a video of him on a roller coaster, and he's as he's flying around, a bird smashes into his face, <laughs> and it's all blood all over his face. <laughs> oh
0: Jesus!
2: <laughs> That'd make a better horror film.
0: <laughs> but then, as as you see Samuel Jackson as well, it's like, why is it all these weird cameos? and obviously at the time I was just like it's a Samuel Jackson I didn't know it was one of his first roles yeah. but I think it adds so much more now that he's just in that as well I mean I think I don't think he was big at the time though no no of course but because but he's it works big now it. Yeah. it makes it even more surreal
1: yes and also you see the Joker as well <laughs> you do as one of them statues isn't it yeah <laughs> very strange <laughs> the big things that work for me in this film is that I do think it is one of the few horror films that is generally scary and unnerving. The performance mm-hmm. by Brad the Riff is fucking incredible. Like, I cannot yep. say how much I love that. Changing his voice while he's doing I know there's a little yep. bit of commu- computer manipulation. But yeah. like changing it from really like high-pitched, yeah. kind of chucky-type voice right down was fucking brilliant.
0: Mm-hmm. But totally. George
1: C. Scott is a legend. I fucking think he's incredible. He should have been in more films, George C. Scott. Mm. Because... So Everything I've seen him in, I think he's incredible. And I like him. And his performance driving the film is enough to, to keep me going all the way through it. And I like that it brings a serial killer aspect to it. And I like that the possession isn't just a demon in a body. It's a serial killer in a body. That's very fucking inventive. And the fact that he's kept in this sort of like mental wards right next to all these elderly people who are losing their minds and the fact that their minds are turning to mush means they're easier to manipulate mm. and get into their brains to carry out those actions i think that's fascinating i think that's a really interesting idea that hasn't really been explored before you know
0: yeah totally and i i asked, talking about C. scott i absolutely loved like the pairing of like the priest and the cynic kind of thing and yeah, their, their yeah. discussions and like the carp discussion was so great it's so random so much so much charisma, though, like yeah. between them two, the both of them. Yeah. It's so good. You believe their
1: friendship, innit?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I love
2: that priest as well. He's a good priest. So yes. talk me of me, the exorcist too, then. Like, why is that... What, so, so the reason
1: wrong. that Exorcist 2 Should, should just be dis- discounted and, and Dismissed immediately, so I rewatched Both The Exorcist and Exorcist 2 yesterday For my sins, because I just wanted to give Exorcist 2 another shot, and Exorcist 2 picks up like a couple of years Afterwards, and it's so shit, because I can't remember who the guy is who plays the main priest in it but he's just like he's kind of like obsessed with the exorcism that happened and he takes Regan back to the house and so much time is spent in like Iraq and even Africa I think and it's just dull it's poorly made it's so slow it's not scary it's it's just fucking bad on every level there's nothing Mm. good about it but what was interesting I might watch it I mean watch it you'll want to turn it off James Earl Jones is in it which is weird I'd totally forgotten that but the thing that you clock from an Exorcist rewatch, which I didn't really realize, is that the George C. Scott character, the the detective, is is quite a significant character in the first Exorcist, but played by a different actor. Mm. So he's well, I it. don't really
0: recall him. Like, no, um, I never denied it until
1: rewatching it this time. And even then, he for, he forms a friendship with Karras, Karras. the priest, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, do you go to the cinema much? We should go to the cinema sometime." And uh-huh. then even the 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 priest in exorcist 3 the one who gets his his body bled dry his character is in the exorcist he's the what, priest who the appears...
0: actor
1: not character. the actor the character okay. is in it because he he appears in it several times and he's a he is the one who ends the movie by looking down the stairs and then the theme tune begins
0: interesting
1: i must say the theme tune is exceptional it is but it's barely in this third one
0: mm. like, just on the steps the do you want to hear
1: something more interesting about that one priest though so, so Father Dyer is the character's name So Father Dyer is the priest I'm talking about So Father Dyer in Exorcist 3
0: mm-hmm.
1: Who dies halfway through That actor is a good man Father Dyer In Exorcist That actor was actually a priest And right. Surprise surprise what do you think happened 15 years after Exorcist came out
0: Touched up some children
1: Oh yes many many And so he, he was <laughs> let go
0: Oh, yeah, they didn't want to bring him back for the sequel. Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> Horrendous work. Um, talking, talking of um, Brad Dourif as well. I think you've got to give credit to actually Father Karis as well. Jason, yeah, he was Jason good. Miller. He he was so, he was just as scary. He I, was. I, I, I thought he did really good as well.
1: The makeup on him was good.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the fact that it was switching between them is like great. So good.
1: So apparently they filmed everything with Brad DeRiff first, and then when they managed to get Jason Miller, they were like, right, we're going to have to refilm some of this with Jason Miller. Yeah, and hence why he wasn't, wasn't He's available. more in the shadows, isn't it?
0: Mm. And I think... Was I've, was that something to do with them wanting to make it more exorcist-related as well? Yeah. Like to bring him back? I think that was the reason they brought him back as well.
1: Like, Brad DeRiff says that when he signed on to this film, and when it started, like, William Peter Blatty's vision was, like, perfect. And he says that now... They all felt sorry for him during the making of the film because of how much the studios got involved and said, no, it needs to be more exorcisty. Mm-hmm. And he says that now, because of it, it's just an average film rather than a great one. I disagree. I think it is still great. But obviously it would have been even better if it hadn't had some of those elements. But yeah. the inclusion of Father Karras is good.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm glad, I'm glad he was in it.
1: And they were going to ignore... Um, they were going to call Brad the Riff Father Carus, so they were going to say so. In the original cut, when George C. Scott sees the Gemini Killer, he looks at him and he's like, "That's Father Carus," but like all of us in the real world would be like, "Well, that's but that's not; it's a different actor." So, this was kind of a good thing that they managed to get Jason Miller back for it, mm, so that yeah. he could actually see Father Carus. Yeah,
0: definitely. You know, and, you know that whole. I'll oh, go on say something. No, no, I'll no, no. no. You, are you going to say the
1: exact same thing? I think. No, probably not. Okay, let me say this thing. What do you think is one of the scariest moments in the film?
0: Uh, one of the scariest moments is when you're looking at this. I was actually going to talk about this exact scene, actually, you see, <laughs> when you're staring down the the, hospital the hallway, hallway. <laughs> yeah. And and the funny thing is, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is that scene." But I thought it was from a Halloween film. <laughs> and but as soon as the, as soon as I saw that shot, I was like, "Oh." So it's where from have you seen film.
1: that shot before?
0: I, I've like just seen I think something. i've seen people like share it on um yeah on twitter or something but i've i'd know it because i've seen it obviously seen the film before but i i think around the same time i was watching i was going through a marathon all the halloween films as well so i just thought it was and i remember the the halloween 2 was halloween 2 in the hospital halloween
1: 2 in the hospital yeah yeah so similar, i think yeah. i was
0: thinking it was from there but yeah that's scary because it, it drags out for so it's long so
1: long <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they sell, you, they sell you on a fake jump scare early on, don't they? Because she goes yes. into that room and then that guy appears. So you think, oh, that was just the fake out. Yes, so you're not yes. expecting it the second time around. <laughs> and the camera just suddenly zooms in and the music and the yeah. weird image.
0: It's very good. Yes, definitely. How funny, Adam, we were actually going to talk about, talk about the same
1: thing. So I knew, I knew. We were very in sync. We're on Grinspoon again.
0: Grinspoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Adam, what did you think of that scary scene? You were on your
2: phone, so you missed it. Probably, I yeah, know I'm joking. Um, no, it was good. I just, I don't think I was engaged with the film enough at that time to really like. This hurts me. This is a shame. You. This is a shame. It does hurt me. I don't have a lot to say on this film because it's just not the type of film that just gets me. You
1: don't like. The but I very
2: much enjoyed it. You very much
1: enjoyed it, but seven out 10. Kind of ten film. <laughs> yeah. This should be a five, then, mate.
2: Five or six. No, 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 no. It's better than that. What did you like? I just loved the scenes with the two of them. Even though you said it just at the end, I, I remember it being, I only watched it yesterday, but I thought they were a bit more throughout. Like when he's in the room and he's explaining it to him, he's like, all right, now she's the person who's going to be targeted and see what you have done here, stop her. Like that was all the bits sort all of good. I mean,
1: it is, that, that is the absolute highlight for me is all of those
2: things, but it's weird. In my memory, I thought there was so much more of that. Mm. Even me thinking of it now, that's, I feel there's a lot more of it. It's like that and then the the, the dream sequence scene, that stands out.
0: Yeah. As, like as we team. come away with.
1: That dream sequence is, is a bit weird.
0: I no, Johnny, it.
1: I'm so sorry you got murdered with a big smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and he just walks away, doesn't yeah. have a conversation with him. Do you love how angry George C. Scott gets consistently throughout the movie? Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> just shouting at like waitresses and stuff. Constant shouting.
1: <laughs> but I believe him. Fine. I believe him. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's believable.
1: <laughs> my favorite. My favorite one is when he's going to that nurse and she says, "Isn't it in the file?" It is not in the file. <laughs> it is
0: not. Why? Are you I doing think he is he just had something against that word. He always shouted. He the, yeah.
2: Is he the bit where he's in the room and he goes, You're not having the fingerprints. You're not having the fingerprints. I don't know what that is. There's a bit when they're in the room and he's at one of this when he first gets to the hospital and he's like, This is a hospital, not a. Oh, yeah, yeah, morgue. yeah. And, and then they're the the in the goes, room mouth. They're having mouth. a conversation. Yeah, and he's like, he's, The guy's like, I oh, can I have the fingerprints. And the guy's like, He's not
0: having the fingerprints. Yeah. He hated his colleagues. <laughs> just constantly shouted at them. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs>
1: You're a racist, Paul.
0: <laughs> Do you know what I um, was really scary as well, creepy? Was when the old lady came into the confession booth. Yes. Her voice, creepy yeah. as fuck. <laughs> scary stuff.
1: See, all those moments, I think, are what... The, all those kind of individual creepy moments are what makes this so effective. Because just you can't put your finger on what's going on. It's very complex. When yeah. you hear the old lady and you see the old lady come out of the confessional, you're like, right, well, that old lady's killed the priest. But then... There's a Gemini killer here. And then there's people who are able to bleed a body dry. It's like all these different things. It's like, well, this is not human, nor nor supernatural. Mm. What the fuck's going on here? Mm. And I do like... uh, Originally, if anything, I think way back when, I used to be more critical about the um, the elderly people in the home being a bit silly. But actually, it works. Maybe it's having visited a home for like two years while my granddad was in one and you see how lally people do get in later stages of life with dementia and and Alzheimer's and all that but all of that shit felt very fucking real and I think that's that. it was much more interesting on this viewing because of that and particularly with an appreciation for how a demon might be able to manipulate those people who are not fully there yeah
0: of course it's almost like they're they're not yeah they're not fully there so they can because they're almost like half empty so they can kind of fill them up yeah with with their soul and that when she's crawling on the ceiling, that's scary. It is, see, and it's all sped up as well.
1: It, so it's really that scary. walks the line for me. I can't decide
2: if I like that scene or not. I don't know. I quite like it. It always it's, it feels like it's been like a bit like trainspotting, isn't it? Like the baby on the ceiling, like just with it. A... Yes.
0: Oh, I, I don't like that baby on the ceiling, trainspotting. <laughs>
2: oh, I do. That freaks me out, man. <laughs> that's,
0: that's
1: horrible. The horror of it. That is horrible. When he's coming down hard. <laughs> Adam I don't like it when a, f- a film gets recommended and, and you've
2: got nothing to say about it I feel bad no nothing I shouldn't be feel bad I just I just feel like this isn't a film that I owe enough to on the subject of these films to really give on I'm like happy I watched it it wasn't bad I'm was, not like it made me watch Jesus Rolls man like we didn't waste my time I didn't come out of it thinking oh, I wish I never watched that better than Jurassic Shark well of course it's
1: <laughs> that's very that's tiny though that's
0: your gauge now yeah. something
1: is. Here, Adam, here's, here's something that might be interesting for you. You love 12 Angry Men, isn't it? Yeah. So, George C. Scott in this film took over the role of Lee J. Cobb. Lee J. Cobb played Kinderman in Exorcist, and then George C. Scott played Kinderman in this. Yeah. And Lee J. Cobb played one of the 12 Angry Men, and then in the recent remake of it, George C. Scott played the same character in that. A nice recent facts. remake
0: of 12 Angry Men
1: Oh, well, recent, I mean, like it was 20 years ago It's recent in the grand scheme of things
0: I didn't even know there was a remake
1: Yeah, I can't no remember Can't remember who did it There was a, a, someone who I think is slightly famous Was the director of the remake I feel like okay. it might have been a TV movie though hmm. It's probably best that you forgot about altogether
0: though. No Don't need touch those
1: remakes I do love him though, George he's got, I'll see him on anything
0: Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of charisma
1: Oh shit, William Friedkin directed it. The director of The Exorcist directed the remake of 12 Angry Men.
0: Oh really? Weird
1: connections.
0: oh This is getting this is getting a bit spooky.
1: I know. Everything's interconnected. Here's something serious, not serious. Here's here's the theme of, of something that I wanted to bring up to you boys. The reason that I like this film more and I want to see what your opinions are is because having rewatched The Exorcist, it's very much about a priest who has lost his faith and thinks that there's it's a uh, mental health reason, mental health condition but by the end finds his faith to save the girl Mm -hmm. whereas in this it's not about it, it is about a cynical fucking cop who even at the end doesn't say I believe I found God, he's like I believe in evil and by implication if I believe in evil there has to be something else
2: I think I I probably would maybe I gave The Exorcist the first one of Seven as well and I think this is a more enjoyable rewatch. Yeah. If I had to rewatch, I feel like it, it does hold up in different ways. Like I said, the first one it kind of just feels about like the ending, and that's it.
1: Nah, that's very harsh.
2: I don't know. I there's something. I just don't think I engage with the first one as much. Also, the first one comes with a lot of hype. Like everyone talks. Yeah, about it the does.
1: Exorcist, it's all about context, is, though, isn't it? Back then, it yeah. would have been really significant. The Exorcist was was terrifying at the time because up to that point that was even before slasher films so they're, they're, I don't know what would have been the significant horror film up to that point probably Psycho mm. I can't yeah. even think what would have come between Psycho and that and Exorcist would have just shook the whole fucking game up, surely. Night of the Living Dead had been out, but even that, that's like... It's unrealistic when you watch it, whereas watching something like The Exorcist without any exposition yeah. like we have now to so much horror would have been fucking scary. True.
0: I, I enjoyed that element of this film, though. The fact that he's cynic. Because it, all, it, it I think it draws you in closer as, as a cynical person myself. Exactly. You kind of relate to to his character... Yeah, and I enjoyed that ended. I I didn't actually take it as that he he believes in like there's a god just because there's evil. I because I I take it as him saying, like yeah, there's loads of evil in the world, and that's what he's saying. It's because he says if you're if you're evil, yeah, look at disease, look at this. Of course, it's gonna be you as well. Yeah, there's I don't believe there's a god though, because why would he let it happen? Kind of thing. Yeah, and that's what he said at the well, beginning. Well,
1: that's quite right. Yeah, he's never gonna believe in God. He had no. seen terrible, but I do. I mean. I kind of like the wording of it because it is like, yeah, there is all this terrible stuff—rape, murder, infidelity. I believe in you. It's like I believe that you embody all the terrible stuff in the world. So there has to be. Oh, well, maybe I'm reading into it, but I'm thinking he's saying so there has to be an opposite of you.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, there's not. There's not a direct like reasoning for what it actually means, is there? So take however you want.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it works on different levels compared to the first one. Yeah, it
1: does. The first one's got like mental health and stuff like that. But this is more interesting. I find this much more interesting. Tight. It's very of the nineties and that style. Like nowadays, you wouldn't get a film that made that sort of focuses on those. Like you wouldn't get a protagonist like George C. Scott now. Like someone who's like in their sixties, being the leading man, Mm. who's not like a star. You know.
0: Yeah, totally. It's
1: nice. It is nice to see.
0: It's fresh.
1: It's nice and fresh. And Brad De Riff has never, oh, he's never really disappointed me in any film.
0: Apart, I always think, apart
1: from that Chucky remake.
0: I always think that, I know, I know he's in Lord of the Rings as well. Oh, yeah. But I always think he could be Gollum as well. His uh, face.
1: Yeah, he could. He could. I've
0: always thought that. Um, that's the end of all, my point.
1: No, that's, that, no, he, he would have made a good column. I think I remember going to see Lord of the Rings in the cinema and being kind of disappointed that that was the role that he got. Like It felt like he was underused. What was he, Wormtongue? Was that his name?
0: No, that's, that's Harry Potter. Isn't Harry it?
1: Potter. It was something like that. <laughs>
0: Wormtail. I can't remember what his name is. I just remember him being like a smarmy kind of sidekick of someone or something.
1: <laughs> his character is called... Excuse me. Wormtongue. Is it? Yes. Wow. Yes, yes.
0: Nice memory.
1: Um, We know you've got the good memory, mate. Do you know what else he's really good in, and you forget that it's him, is Cuckoo's Nest. One flew over the Cuckoo's Nest.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: He's Billy, who kills himself. Stuttering Billy. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert for that, if anyone hasn't seen it.
0: I never even made that connection.
1: I feel for Billy in that film, man. He's such an Mm. innocent. They're
0: all such an innocent.
1: I know, but that's what put that's what breaks Jack Nicholson when Billy kills himself because of what Nurse Ratchet has said. That's what breaks Jack Nicholson. Amazing. Billy the
2: one who has sex at night?
1: Yeah, he has sex, and then and then Nurse Ratchet's like, "I'm going to have to tell your mother," and and he's like, "Don't, Nurse Ratchet." And then he slits his wrist.
0: Gone all spoilers now. All the
1: spoilers. Yes, Danny DeVito's in it too. Playing cards with. He
0: throws the fountain out the window. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no,
1: <Danny the> <laughs> well look I suppose there's nothing too much more to say on, on XS3 but I do want to say that it's one of the most underrated horror fucking films that have ever been ever I'm been very made. glad that
2: you picked it then because you would have brought a lot of attention to the film that probably deserves it
1: Adam you don't, you didn't want none of that attention
0: he didn't even believe what he was saying no <laughs> no, but I
2: feel like there's a lot of people who listen to this that should listen to it it might not be for me but it's a just very good film and don't watch re- it just listen to it, it to just
1: listen to it with your eyes closed you miss all the jump scares because of it <laughs> <laughs> lots of shouting I love it there was
2: a lot of shouting there was, there was a lot of, of weird voices
0: his I very voices. much appreciate it because I, I very much enjoyed this second watch. Thank you. Paul, why do you think... What did you give it first time out? Five or six? I gave it like a five. Or why do you think... Okay, you think because it was Exorcist 2 tarnished it? I think so because I was going through a spree of watching horror films from what I remember and I think I was like, oh yeah, Exorcist, watch that, love so it. So you literally
2: watched the second one and then watched the third
0: one? Like yeah, and I was like, oh like God. And I was like, I've got to watch them now because I own them. <laughs> you know,
1: the Exorcist... Uh, Franchise is like marked with weird versions and stuff. So, after this, is Exorcist Dominion, which yeah, is like a, a remake prequel, of it, a... but it's it's not a remake. It's a pre- so there's two films, right? So, there's Exorcist Dominion, I think that was directed by Rennie Renny Harlan, the same director of Deep Blue Sea. Mm. With, with what's that Danish actor's name, Stella Skarsgård? Stella
0: Skarsgård,
1: yeah, he's in the lead. And that film is not very good, but Paul Schrader, the fucking writer of Taxi Driver, it was his script. And he was like, I'm not going to make this. So simultaneously, he was directing, with all those actors, his version of that film. So two directors were making the same fucking film. And Paul Schrader's version is very good from memory. It's not great. It's the same. Huh? No, no, it's significantly different. Significantly different.
0: Yeah, but it's it's like elements of the same story.
1: It's different, though. It's very different. The Schrader one is better than the Harlan one.
0: Well, I can't remember. The Renier As I
1: Halloween said,
0: one is, is got, uh, I demons. was all soured
1: on all of them My that time
0: period. I know.
2: <laughs> For me, I would just take Exorcist Free. A, a lot of horror films have the first one, and they kind of dwindle out, don't they? So it's very good that this has got one that backs it up halfway down. Can you name another one? Another series of films that probably got a strong film like this in it so far off the first one? I mean, they years later, or whatever it is. Uh, ones that better the original, I don't
1: know. Halloween has sequels that are very, very good, but that's because I personally love them. Mm. But there are good Halloweens. I really liked
2: the new Halloween film.
1: Yeah, that that was good. That I mean, that that was probably one of the better follow-ups. But all of them good. Halloween four is fantastic. Halloween six is is very good. Halloween H two O is good. The Rob Zombie ones I've I've soured on now. What other, what other franchises are there? Jason. The Jason ones have got a bit of fun.
2: Well, but like Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, as I thought that would be.
1: Yeah, so the, so Friday the 13th. The Friday the 13th films, you know, Jason isn't even in the first film. He appears in, in mm. the last few seconds. his mother. Is his mother. Yeah. So actually, the iconic character isn't even in the first film.
2: It's weird.
1: I know. But the one of the best Jasons is Jason Takes Manhattan. There's a fucking wonderful, wonderful couple of scenes in that. He punches a guy on a rooftop in Manhattan and, and the guy's head Flies off his shoulders like a baseball <laughs> <laughs> And there's another scene Would you
2: love to direct like a horror film like that? Like a just uh, I don't horror know. film that's kind of got It's got the backing now Like it's got a fan following And you can just be a bit stupid with I
1: would it like, like, to. like to direct a, um, a, a villain That was well established Yeah, uh, It's always exciting I used to love writing Halloween scripts my own versions of Halloween scripts, and I started making one when I was like 15, and I was Michael Myers. Didn't pan out. Of course well. you were. <laughs> of course you were. Mate. <laughs> Who else am I going to be? i Ain't going to be <laughs> Jamie Lee. The saws. Some of the saws got good follow-ups.
0: The Saw franchise is one of the best horror franchises for continuing. Good what about footage? Final Destination, for example? No, so no. I don't really like exactly. Final no.
2: Destination three. Well, I haven't seen enough to judge that, to be honest. About Scream as well. Yeah, that,
1: that Scream trilogy is tight. I can't remember Scream 4 so much. But I like all the Screams. I got it. What?
0: Devil's Rejects. <laughs>
1: well, that's true. As a, sequel, as a horror sequel, that's probably the best horror sequel. Because the first one was just so rubbish. Yeah. And the yeah, third a, one.
0: And the third one is rubbish.
1: <laughs> but that's all true.
0: Well, anyway, so that was
1: Exorcist Three. It's not the film you anticipate it being. It would be easy when I told you, boys, Exorcist Three, to think, "Oh, right, okay." But like, it's a significant film that stands on its own. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. that it Do you had somehow to have so much think Exorcist. it
2: would be better if it didn't have the Exorcist title on it? Yeah, it would be. It would be. Do you stand... reckon it does take quite a bit from the first one to? No, I make don't it think
0: good? it does. Like, I think it. I think it takes away from the viewing experience when you know you're watching a sequel as well for some reason. Yeah, just does it automatically? You presume
2: it's not going to be as good.
0: Yeah.
1: But the good thing about it is, it doesn't really lean too much on the first one. It takes it takes the detective character and it takes Karras but you could probably it takes an Easter egg, doesn't it? It does. You could have you could have dealt with the Karras character without ever having seen Xits. Like you have it, 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 it does a, while, a good job of it.
2: being its being its own film, with enough nods to the other to its predecessors as well, without yes. it relying just on that. They haven't remade the first one and just changed plot lines.
1: No, exactly.
2: They've actually fought out a new script and fought it for a bit more.
1: Yes, and it was the original writer's vision, which is always the most pure, beautiful ones, of course. They say they say that that is a ten-minute fucking scene in that hospital hallway. It ain't. It can't be.
0: No. What? Just looking down the hallway?
1: Yeah, um, but maybe from beginning to end. But even beginning to end, it, it feels like five minutes, man.
0: Yeah, not ten minutes. Surely. Do you know it's
1: so painful watching that scene with someone who hasn't watched it knowing what's coming and just hoping i really hope that they don't look away from the screen at this moment or there's a sound that that makes them look away or something like that but annoyingly like you just said you as soon as you saw that hallway you were like oh this is that scene with, with jenny after that scene happened she was like oh yeah you've shown me that scene before And i'm like oh man what did i do that for it takes the magic away You're too
2: excited ben
1: what did you think when you saw that
2: scene you didn't answer properly adam um, I must have probably done what you said and looked away then because I don't remember it being as iconic as you're making it out, which is kind of annoying me now.
1: Well, not iconic, but like, what? You weren't surprised?
0: You weren't surprised that this this something that looked like a ghost coming out
2: with, some with the with the fucking shears, <laughs> the shears, yeah. And then they. Oh, I, I remember them more talking about the shears afterwards. He was fucking looking at that. his phone. You yeah. had your eyes closed. Yeah
0: you don't remember that there, was, phone, a, there was a like a nurse standing at like a reception desk and she was talking to a policeman and then she, they, she hears a sound walks into someone's room and a guy goes get out of here get out of here do you remember that bit
2: no oh my mate. Hell, mate I only watched it yesterday I remember the, do you want a bit to stand out for me quite a bit is the bit where um, they look at the lift and then the scene the, someone pushes a wheelchair across the thing and it cuts the angel's head yeah the angel's got no head that's right and then they come out with a dead body mm-hmm. yeah. that, was, that was that certainly that was, was a scene
0: favorite. that was his favorite bit yes <laughs> uh,
1: you know those metal shears
0: where do you yeah. think they were
1: used for what do you think the purpose of them is for because the mortician had them do you think it's like he's just chopping Cutting off, off body people's limbs. limbs? but why would a mortician want to chop mm. off a limb like that is what it was for but why would a mortician do that
0: it's true i mean i know you, i know they have to like weigh internal body parts and stuff don't they but they never cut off limbs
2: no exactly they, they were just make it, well, incis- it's been
0: like someone in a car crash
2: or something and they need to cut off it and make it look nicer well
1: maybe that, i was thinking maybe that, i was trying to think of like in six feet under if i'd ever seen that sort of tool but it was never used mm. that'd be too gruesome for six feet under
0: see that's that's quite um, a bit of a mystery as well because obviously it was possessing people in, in the hospital yeah. So did that guy get rid of the shears?
1: So the so George C. Scott s- says uh, to him, "These shears look like yeah, new," and he's new. like, yeah, "Yeah, we just we just ordered them." And he's like, "What happened to the other ones? Don't know. They went missing."
0: He doesn't even say,
1: "It cuts." No, no. He says he said, he, he's, he oh. says to him, "What happened to the old ones?"
0: I swear it cuts. He doesn't say anything.
1: Oh, maybe maybe the, maybe that's just the implication. of what happened to the yeah. old ones?
0: That's, that's what I was like because it just goes what to the old ones and then I swear it just cuts and he doesn't even say anything
1: well the implication being a patient went and got it
0: well if he's only if he's only possessing patients then I thought maybe maybe he realised that he got possessed and got rid of the shears <laughs> no no not that mortician <laughs> I like the bit
1: where the guy's practising his speech in the room smoking his cigarette he starts the speech like three times oh, before yes
0: Joycey Scott yes. comes in as well. Herschel from Walking Dead. Oh shit. Mm? Is it? Yeah.
1: Oh, I should have asked that as a question. Oh but Paul would have got it.
0: Of course <laughs> he would have. I knew it was immediately.
1: No, now that you said that, of course,
2: yeah. Are you still watching The Walking Dead, Paul?
0: I am, but I'm I've soured on it.
2: Soured on it. So I'm
0: surprised it's taking you so long. I'm still watching it though because i
1: I'm in too deep. You're like a gambler who just needs to walk away from the table, but he's like, no, nah,
0: this show, I'm here. Is, this Let show's go going, to going to on you. forever. Poor you! Um, I know like it's, now. I know it's very close to finishing, shortly, because in the comic books it finishes around like in probably one or two more seasons. So, I just wonder what they do.
2: Painful enough, man. Has
1: it ruined the early bits for you? Like Game of Thrones has ruined the early seasons.
0: Uh, I, I still love Game of Thrones, regardless.
1: Yeah, I still love it, but it fucked up at the end. Like I don't think of it fondly. Yeah, of course
0: it, of course it did. But I've. So kind you of...
1: used to think of fondly
2: of Walking Dead, but has it done the Walking Dead uh, thing? Because uh...
0: No, because there's it's still there's still great parts of the Walking Dead. It's just now I'm just like ugh, let's just end it.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. They're, they'll only end it if you stop watching it, mate. So the viewing figures go significantly down. I'm on Adam's Letterboxd. Yeah, and I've gone to all the films he's watched. Horror, and I've gone to horror. And I've gone highest, and this is what you have. You have never given a horror film a 10 out of 10, apparently.
2: Yeah, probably not.
1: And you've only given about 10 nines, and they are the total typical ones. I guess them. Gone.
2: Shining. Yep. The Thing. Yep. Halloween. Yep. Psycho. Yep. You could class 7 as a horror?
1: Uh, It doesn't, but I'm sure you probably did give that a 7.
2: Um, can't think of any more
1: now. No, well, you've got Scream in there, Jaws, oh, yeah. Shaun of the Dead, I which obviously it isn't. It. Uh, Hannibal, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Interesting that you give Hannibal a 9 as well. Not many people like it. Good boy. Silence of the Lambs, Alien. Mm-hmm. Is
2: Hannibal the third one in this trilogy?
1: Well, Red Dragon. I can't remember when Red Dragon was made. Hannibal's the proper sequel. Yeah, the Hannibal was really good. Red and one in the middle. Yeah, Red Dragon, no good. It was the one with Edward Norton on the beach. Yeah, no good. Red Dragon. Manhunter is better than Red Dragon. Yeah, I like Manhunter. Oh, this is interesting. Because, oh shit. Here's a nice little thing Letterboxd do. When I come onto your profile and I filter by horror, all blood starts
2: pouring down the page from the Letterboxd logo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's nice. What do you reckon it would do if you did sci-fi? Like an alien spaceship?
1: I can't be bothered to find out. But anyway, the,
2: the, <laughs> the point is you don't really care for horror and that's fine.
0: Just the classics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's it for Exorcist 3. Also, that priest had such fake dyed blonde hair, man. It annoyed me. I oh, know.
0: That was the weak element. Yeah. They shouldn't have added that in because it, it didn't bring anything. And then you just, like... just... Got his face ripped off in the scene. I,
1: I like. I like. Do you know what? That was kind of nice, though, because it was like William Peter Blake saying, "Yeah, you want a fucking exorcism? Well, when that priest comes in, I'm going <laughs> to rip his fucking skin off and <laughs> chuck him on the floor, and then George C. Scott's just going to come along with a gun and shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot him. Bang. Bill it's almost now. like
0: the. It's, it's actually almost like the anti-exorcism film.
1: It is in many ways, and it's because nice they, for that. Yeah, yeah. The atheists and the agnostics will appreciate this more. Than those with faith, probably. I'd agree. Definitely. And with that, shall we do our listeners' reviews?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Right, so first off, we've got a review from Jamie Russell. He says, It's a distant memory for me, I'm afraid. Watched well over 20 years ago. However, I do recall thinking it to be a worthy sequel to the original, which says a lot. Must check it out again. Agreed. It was a worthy sequel.
2: It was. My one here is from It's Canon Podcast. I actually really like it. it. feels more of a direct sequel than two. Having the return of the characters and the continuation of the story is always really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Again, all, praise.
1: Lines. all praise. Gidget Von LaRue says it's better than The Exorcist 2, dot, 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 which is damning with faint praise, but it is and uh, gustago says a masterpiece compared to the heretic which is exodus 2 and an unsettling psychological horror film in its own right yes on all accounts everyone's comments this week were right and everyone was praising it which is what i like to see beauty so shall we place this bad boy
0: let's place it
1: well i'll tell you what this means paul is very glad because for the first time ever one of, us, one of us has suggested a film that sits underneath one of his films on the ranking. The only other film that was at the bottom, along with Paul's, was 13. No, no, a Serbian film was Paul's. So, like, a Serbian oh. film was at the bottom and then dragged across concrete, then 13, but that was voted on by the public, and then it was They Live, but now Exorcist 3 has gone in there, which is a fucking travesty.
0: <laughs> so, what, so what are the positions of these eights?
1: There's a lot of eights on our leaderboard. Going from top to bottom, they are Midsummer, Black Panther, Upgrade, Smoke, Halloween, They Live, and then Exorcist 3 above the only other eights, which was The Last Jedi. You know what's very interesting is we've got a cluster of horror films there. Midsummer, <laughs> They Live, Exorcist 3, and Halloween are all sitting at eight. Midsummer should not be there. Well, you think it should be higher. It it should be higher, yeah. I mean, it does when you look at what's above it, Avengers Endgame.
2: I feel like we were very generous with Endgame.
1: You were very generous with Endgame. I was never... I
2: gave it an 8, I think. Exactly. Can't go back now.
0: (laughs) It was Paul's 10 that swayed that one. I still give it a 10, mate.
1: What did I give Endgame?
0: 7, probably, or an 8.
1: No, I think it was a 6. Infinity War got a 6, and then Endgame got... A seven
2: Anyway should we announce the exciting news that's happening
1: Yes go on Adam
2: So last week we asked you to pick The next podcast that we were reviewing um, We had uh, some Lovely suggestions um, We narrowed it down to the top four And uh, they were We had The Tenant, Rope The Crow And then we had the winner which was Mulholland Drive So our next podcast will be on Mulholland Drive the David Lynch
1: chapters.
2: Wait, a- yes. this is going to After be interesting. All these years. So it's interesting. Oh, I watched Heart the other day. That's the David. I didn't even do that as a David Lynch film.
1: Yeah, David Lynch. It's a
2: bit of a weird film for him to do. I think
1: he always has done weird films, mate. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget, he did the Elephant Man. When he can do something like the Elephant Man and Inland Empire, there's no yes. telling what he can or can't
2: do. It's very true. Yes. So I have never seen Wall and Drive before. I ordered it a week or two ago. It's yes, actually arrived that. I need to change them up, but um, yeah. So I I don't know really anything about it. I think it's about two women, isn't it? That's all I know.
1: That, that's leave it at that, my yep. friend. That's all we need. I watched it I think about a year ago, for the second time, and I was much kinder on it.
0: I, I watched it many years ago, and I've watched it a couple of times.
1: Unsurprisingly, it's a film that requires multiple viewings because it's a David Lynch one. So, Adam, if you can get in two viewings before it, you're probably better off doing so.
0: He
2: won't.
1: He won't. Never.
2: <laughs> no, it's a long film as well, isn't it? You watch he won't even watch it film. the first time.
1: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I need to smack
1: that phone out of your hand if you ever come near me trying to watch a film again.
2: I never watched a film. I never be on my
0: phone. I've never phone. watched a film. <laughs> never for a film
1: for the right.
2: podcast at least.
1: I should smash you, mate. I really should smash you. All of you stupid listeners fucked it up because we should have been doing The Crow this time round. Now, I love David Lynch, but I was in my back pocket. I had Inland Empire as my next choice on this podcast. But now because we've got to do Mulholland Drive, Inland Empire is going to have to go begging. Do you want to we'll do do whack
0: Inland
2: in Empire in there?
1: In where? What was
0: it? A double feature? Smash him out. <laughs> Oh, That'd mate. be a long episode. That, that
1: would be. A, I don't think I could handle that. Both of them.
0: You would not be able to handle it. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, <You coughs> I can't wait for those films. I
1: have. To, I have to rewatch Inland Empire because I only watched it the once and I can barely remember it, which is unsurprising. It's like four hours long, isn't it? It's quite long. Anyway,
0: so I wrap this up. Yeah. You can get in touch with us at Filmbusters Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can go to our website, uk. All of our podcast episodes are on there and you we've got some lovely reviews on there by us and our in-house critics. So go check them out. You can also get in touch with us on our personal accounts. I'm at Filmbusters Paul.
2: I'm at Filmbusters Adam. And I'm at Filmbusters Father
1: Karras.
0: Whee! Oh.
1: He lives, he lives, he lives. He never died. They live, they, they live. live. They live. Goodbye. Just like that one. Hang on. What? We haven't picked who each character was in this week's episode. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> so who would you like to be? You two can pick first. So I I'll be, be the accused. old lady
2: on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, who are you?
0: Uh, I probably okay. I've already I've already got it. I've already got it. I'm going to pick you as well, Ben. Go on in. You're going to be so happy. Go on. I am obviously. The priest friend of Jorsey Scott and you are.
1: George and I be Scott. Scott. There we go. Lovely. Yes. <laughs> we both. And Adam is the old life. lady on the ceiling. He got
0: his <laughs> wish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: The old lady on the ceiling is the one who bled bled the priest dry. Don't forget. Ugh! Yuck! I loved when he was describing how he did that with his voice changing.
0: Yes.
2: I would love to bleed you dry, Ben.
0: <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> my! <laughs> Chance would be a fine thing. <laughs> <laughs> Feels cool. must.